Welcome to the Dave Witty Show. I'm your host, Dave Witty. Episode 14, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. Thanks, everybody, who's been checking out the podcast. Been having a lot of fun pumping these out. Uh, big thanks to Brent Mack for coming on last week. We had a great chat about, you know, all the fun events and, and cool things he does. Uh, you know, one of the great young entrepreneurs in, in our city and our province, for that for that matter. Um, you know, we had a great chat about all the cool things that he does. And, and, and you know, make sure you do get out and check out one of Brent's, Brent's events when he, uh, when he gets them back up and, and swinging because you know as a young guy in the city you know he really really works hard uh, at putting off such great events for for folks and um, you know you need to support those type of people he, he supports local he always has a ton of local acts on his bills and stuff so I mean you, you can't go wrong so make sure you do get out and check out one of Brent's events and and big thanks to Brent for for coming on last week had a had a great chat with him uh, got another great episode this week another great interview I had Claire followed on uh, if you're unfamiliar with Claire she's a great local young singer-songwriter, bass player, producer extraordinaire. She's super, super talented, really lovely to chat to. Uh, We had a great chat for about a half an hour or so, and uh, we chatted about her two records, the first that she released when she was 15 and the second she just released, um, you know, over the, uh, just in October of the pandemic. Uh, We chatted about a bunch of the tunes on on that record. You know, we chat her uh, playing bass with Nick Earl and the Reckless Hearts and, and some of the production work she does. Uh, I always find it fun chatting with with younger musician folks, especially nowadays. I mean, <clears throat> mentally, I still think that I'm 19, but you know, I'm not anymore. So uh, it's it, you know, I'm getting a little bit older, and 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 there's a lot of young young musicians and, and songwriters and artists, you know, up and coming. And it's always really fun to chat with these guys and, and girls because they have such a different perspective on the way. Uh, music is is out there in the world. I mean, it's the way it's produced, the way it's um, uh, engineered, uh, written. You know, it's uh, it's it's very different outlook. You know, they they grew up in the in the actual age of social media uh, and the in the age of streaming. So it's always really neat to get some perspectives from from the younger musicians on on those those interesting topics because I know a lot of people who are you know my age or a little bit older who have battled with you know like the Spotify's of the world and and stuff like that you know just because they were probably used to making uh, a tangible income off of of hard copy CDs off of iTunes sales for example you know so it's it's a different world Um, they all kind of seem you know pretty the same I'm not going to talk too much about it I'll let Claire obviously fill you in and, and, and tell you about that um, she had a great, she had a great, out, you know, insight on, on, on the age of, of social media and the age of, you know, streaming. So like you say, I, I always love getting that perspective out of, uh, out of young musicians. So make sure, you know, stick around for a great interview with, with Claire. It'll be coming up in a little bit. Uh, what's going on in the world of Davey? Not a whole lot, uh, you know. Pretty, pretty straightforward. Couple, couple great gigs last weekend. Played the Bull and Barrel Friday night. Uh, another great audience there. Big thanks to Tino and and uh, and the crew over to the Bull for having me. Always love doing that gig. Uh, Saturday I did a little fill-in gig at Kelly's Pub. Uh, just a nice early one. Kind of sat down crowd. Everyone was having a little bite to eat and stuff. It was nice to sing a few of those uh, old, like you know, traditional Newfoundland songs that I love to sing. It was a great night for that. And Sunday, obviously, I finished it off at at Greensleeves. Which is always a uh, always an interesting night on on Sundays at Greensleeves. I'm not sure what it is, but 
Sundays always seem to bring out the most interesting folks. I'm not sure if they've had a large weekend or maybe just, you know, hit a little day boil too hard. But you always you always end up with some interesting characters on that uh, that Sunday evening slot. So uh, another great weekend of music. I had a lot of fun. Um what do we got coming up this weekend? Thursday, I'm back at Golf Shots in Mount Pearl. If you haven't got out there, guys, really, really fun spot to hang out. Great spot to watch a game. Uh, you know, they got the golf simulators out there. Really, really fun place to, to hang out. Obviously, I'm out there playing some tunes, but they have music Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, I'll be out there eight o'clock on Thursday, eight to eleven. So if you're, you know, if you're in the area, or you want to come in by, uh, hit some balls around, or, or you know, play a bit of ping pong or whatever you like, uh, head on into golf shots. I'll be there Thursday. Um, Friday, I have. Uh, oh, Friday, I'm doing two gigs, actually. I'm doing an afternoon slot, filling in for the great Freddie Jorgensen at Shamrock City. Uh, 2.30 to 5.30, come on down. Great fish and chips special at Shamrock on Fridays. Uh, and then late night, I'm at Trinity Pub, back at Trinity, down to the other end of the corner of, uh, of George Street. Always a fun little gig. Oh, you never know who you're going to get down there as well. So, uh, you know, if you're in the area and you're looking for some tunes Friday night, you'll know where to find me. Um... Saturday, I am. Oh, I'm in Bacaloo on Saturday. Bacaloo Brewing out in uh, beautiful Bay Roberts. Uh, great little spot out there. Uh, always love taking that gig. Not out there very often, but when I do get the call, I always jump at it. Uh, really, really fun spot to play. I mean, great local beer, craft beer on tap, and and just a real, real, you know, good vibes in there. Uh, you're right on the water there. They recently done some renovations, so they added a bit more space. Uh, you know, it was a smaller little room for the, for the most part, but I, I heard that they've added some room out there and added a couple extra tables so looking forward to getting out and uh, checking out the renovations out there so you know if you're in bay roberts saturday night and looking for some tunes and some great beer uh head on over to Bacaloo brewing and, and come see me and of course sunday i'm back at Greensleeve. so another fun weekend coming up live music really looking forward to hitting up a few different venues and, and seeing some familiar faces um Lots of stuff going on in, in the sports world. Uh, you know, it looks like all the NHL playoffs are, are dialed in right now. All the, um, I don't think the matchups are quite set, as, especially as, as I'm recording this. But for the most part, it looks like all the, uh, the teams who are going to be in are in. Um, it's really weird what's happening. It looks like the, the, US, um, the U.S. divisions are going to actually start the playoffs before the North Division actually, uh, actually starts or finishes their, their regular season. Um, I think they just want to get it rolling. You know, the broadcasting, you know, ESPN, NBC, they probably don't want to miss out on a Saturday night of, of good hockey. So they're kind of starting that up. And, and uh, next week we'll see some North Division hockey. Right now it's looking like Leafs versus Habs. I think I might do a whole breakdown on this next week. Might get somebody fun in for a chat and uh, and just kind of do some breakdown of some NHL and and especially the Leafs. I mean, you guys know my undying love for the Leafs, so it's going to be an interesting first round, especially against the Habs. I mean, you know, statistically speaking, it looks like the Habs would would probably be our our best chance. You know, they're obviously not having the greatest year, a lot of injuries banged up, but man, oh man, would I, would I ever hate to see uh, the Leafs lose in the first round to the Habs. I can't think of a, a worse team besides maybe Boston again, but I mean, we've all been down that road if you're a Leafs fan, so uh, it's going to be, a, you know, really, really fun playoffs, I think. Um, you know, you're watching, you're watching in the U.S. right now and, and watching sports, I mean, 
a lot of these stadiums are filled with people. It's it's such a shame that that Canada has is fallen so far behind. I know we're getting the ball rolling on on the vaccines and stuff, but it looks like you know the U.S. is just so far ahead of us. These they they got stadiums you know almost full of people, and I'd be willing to bet by the second or third round of the uh, of the NHL playoffs that. There'll be full full stadiums, no doubt, and I don't see that you know obviously happening up north here. So, uh, you know, lots of lots of stuff going on. I mean, ton of cases getting announced here again lately. Not really feeling that. It's kind of sketching me out. I'm hoping that it's not going to lead to any kind of lockdown again. I feel like we've all just been burned out from lockdowns, guys. I'm just you know everybody's over it. I don't have any desire to be locked down again, especially, you know, of our gloriously long summer that we get here. You know, we might actually only get two or three solid months of of decent weather. Um, So I can't imagine if we have to lock it down for for a a bit of that. So, I mean, vaccines are rolling out. I mean, there's it's not just for the elderly right now. You know, they're getting rotational workers in and and, uh, you know, pregnant women are are eligible for the vaccine. Uh, Anyone auto. uh, or um, Jesus Christ, uh, immunocompromised. Sorry, um, you know, also available to get the the uh, the vaccine. So I mean, it is rolling out. It's just going a little slowly. So I think we all just got to hold tight and 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 really uh, buckle in for the last long, like the last little long haul, last little last stretch, and 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 really get through this. And and hopefully we can all uh, we can all get out. I was really thinking about getting out on the road again. Really missing touring and and playing outside of uh, outside of the province and and you know waking up in some of them weirder places and doing some of them weird shows. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a real treat. I gotta say, I really really can't wait till the till that time comes but you know up until then we just got to buckle in and, and stay safe and, and and really try to try to get over this thing and, and try to get all our uh, all our, our people um, vaccinated you know what I mean I, I think obviously we're pretty lucky that we're in Newfoundland again not sure if it's population oriented or just you know from strong will but uh, we've done pretty well with this just just don't want to go back in, in the lockdown world uh, would not be ideal uh, got a really f- couple funny ideas for some podcasts coming up. I'm, I'm, you know, obviously having a lot of fun doing these, um, these interviews with a lot of local people, but I think I'm going to start throwing in a couple really random podcasts from week to week just to kind of spice it up and have a bit of fun. Um, I got a, I'm thinking about doing a food review with, with, uh, a couple friends of mine for a laugh. I, I'm going to iron out some details and, and just try to do a couple really, really silly podcasts funny ones where i'm gonna film them and and do a couple and and maybe uh maybe film them you know either at the house here or or, uh you know maybe out to my cabin or something like that it'd be a good laugh um so yeah maybe you know stick around for something that's going to be definitely a little sillier than than me um you know prying at, at anybody's information Speaking of prying and information, uh, I'm going to flip it over to Claire Follett here now. Another great interview. I really enjoyed chatting with her. I mean, I couldn't believe how, you know, well she speaks for being so young. I mean, she's just incredible, and and she really knows what she's talking about. She knows her shit. Um, Yeah, so, you know, with that being said, I'm just going to flick it over to Claire. So make sure you do stick around for an interview with Claire Follett. And I'd like to welcome Claire Follett to the podcast. Thanks for joining me today, Claire. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, my pleasure. You know, I've been uh, I've been following you for a little while. I know we've we've shared the stage a, a couple times. I know uh, when you've been with with Nick and um, I think we did a Christmas show. I think it was a couple of years ago. Maybe Tibbsy mm-hmm. was it? Perhaps? Yeah, I think so. Tibbsy. Yeah, yeah. So how's everything going? How you been doing? All good? 
pretty good. Yeah, I just I put out a record in October and I'm just kind of trying to promote it now. We're working on a music video. Uh, just, you know, a couple things on the go. <laughs> just a couple. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I, I, you know, I was I was I was reading up on you a little bit today. And um, I mean, you released you have two solo records out now under under Claire Follett, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And the first one was uh, Neck Deep, which was released in 2015 or you were 2017, 2017. Yeah. You were 15. Sorry, which is incredible. Yeah, yes. I mean, <laughs> I listened to both records uh, today, front to back, um, both equally beautiful records really really really, really really nice sound of records i found quite a contrast in both of them I'm, I'm assuming that you probably felt that as well yeah definitely i mean well a big impact was the first record i played almost everything myself because i was like i was 15 and i was a control freak and i didn't want anybody to hear my songs um and then on the second record i kind of i branched out a little bit and i had a few people play on the songs with me and kind of bring their own flair and you know it was it just kind of led it in a different direction than than my first record which was kind of what i was used to and what i was comfortable with so it was a little bit out of my comfort zone but it was good yeah cool so you, you did mention that you know that you uh just put out the latest record reclamation um in october but i do want to ask you a few questions about uh neck deep first if that's all right um i mean you're 15 years old. You wrote this. You wrote this record. I'm assuming you wrote all the songs on the record, and you just mentioned that you played all the instruments. I mean, that's an incredible feat. A as a 15 year old, and I mean, it's just an incredible feat to be able to do that, anyways. You know, to be able to to write all those songs and to be able to you know play all the instruments. Like, can you explain some of the writing processes that that you had? You know, when you when you were writing that first record. Yeah, I mean, I started writing music when I was probably 11. And it was just kind of something that I did nonstop. And then when it was time to put out the record, I combed through however many songs I had. I think I had like 75 or 80 songs ready to go. Most of them were total garbage. Um, <laughs> but then I, I found eight that I really liked and, and I produced them and put them on the record. So you produced the record as well. Did you did you engineer it as well? It engineered in engineered. quotes. I had I had a singular mic and I think I rented a pair of like XY pencil mics right. to do the acoustic guitar stuff. Yeah. Uh, but everything else was DI. So, you know, not not a very complex engineering job. But technically, yes, I did engineer ninety. Yeah, no, no, that is that's pretty neat. I mean like one one interesting thing, I mean, I'm a little older than you and, and I, whatever, but like one interesting thing I find, like, you know, I had Nick Earl on as well. And, 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 and I know you and Nick are, are close and obviously you play in a band together, but like you guys kind of grew up in the age where recording music was very accessible to do at home, you know, to be able to pump that out. Like, uh, you know, so do you find like that has been an advantage to be able to do stuff like that at home yourself? Definitely. I mean, I started, my mom had a computer that she used mostly for work. And I would just like steal it and sneak it to the basement and record stuff into GarageBand. And that's how I got started. And I don't know if I would have gotten started if it wasn't so easy to do it with things that I already had or in my house, mm -hmm. you know? And then I went and I bought, I bought a hundred dollar USB mic and then I stepped it up. And then, you know, over time I just kept accumulating fancier and fancier gear. And, you know, now I'm able to make semi high quality things or I wasn't I wasn't always you know I was just kind of getting really close into my MacBook microphone and singing but yeah uh, yeah 
yeah, it makes a difference, but it's, you know, you can make music with anything these days. Yeah, no, it's, it's truly incredible. I know like, uh, uh, it's I, honestly something I've only recently got into. People have always asked me, you know, when I'm, when I've been writing music, like, how, well, how did you like remember your music? I'm like, I don't know. I just remembered it. I don't know. Like I'd never, ever really jotted down ideas. And, and I found now that I've been doing that so much more, I'm creating so much more stuff, whether it's mm -hmm. garbage or if it's, if it's good, I mean, it's, it's just an abundance of, of material that I've, I found that I've been recording and it's, it's just a helpful tool to have, to be able to even, you know, pen jot ideas down. Um, what, what would you, what would you classify the first record genre? I have, I have it classified. What would you classify it as? I, that is genre is always the hardest question. For I couldn't me, agree. I had anymore. no idea. I couldn't I agree. No anymore. idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, at the time I was, I was doing, I did a series of like all of the Mariana's Trench covers. So I, <laughs> it's just, it just sounded like Mariana's Trench basically. Right. Um, so I, I guess that's kind of how I equate it. It's, it's pop, but it's not like radio pop, but it's like rock, but it's not like your typical rock. So I don't know. Pop rock is, I guess yeah. how I would say, but that's, I have no idea. That's about where I was at with it too. And I, I definitely noticed that you know, the first record was uh, a little more, a little poppier, definitely than the second record. The second one, to me, it has a bit more edge to it, a bit more grit. I mean, which is was lovely to hear. Um, what was up with the second record? Where did that one come from? I mean, did you just, were you planning on doing something like this or is it just, uh, was it COVID or what happened there? Honestly, um, I got dumped and then I just, I kept writing music and it just kept happening. And I was like, I hope no one ever hears this. But then I was like, oh, some of it's really good. <laughs> so, so then I, yeah, I kind of got myself together over quarantine and I started recording it and now it's out. And the writing process involved with, with reclamation, was it, you know, was it a lot to do with heartbreak or was it, you know, was it some of your past experiences? Because I've always found, you know, as a songwriter, I mean, so heartbreak sometimes is is the best medicine for a songwriter. You know, it's, it's it makes for the best. You really want to pour your emotions out, and like you just mentioned, you know, it's it's you, you don't even know if you want anybody to hear it, but it's just a, such a great outlet. Was that some of the inspiration behind it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, some of it, some of it was just me having a hard day and then sitting down and writing it. Some of it was kind of workshopping old songs with new eyes and new experiences in my life um you know it's 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 all very different and you're totally right about the heartbreak thing like i find like whenever i'm in a good place in my life i stop writing i can't write anything i know it sucks it's so difficult <laughs> it's i agree yeah no you're totally right and and like i mentioned you know i i was i was i was coming through the, the both records today and i uh you know I, I definitely noticed, you know, kind of a pop rock flair to to the first one. And in the second one, it starts off, you know, with this sunless intro. It's like 50, 55 seconds, just instrumental. And then it kicks into the guy I once knew. And the first one of the first lines in the song is, you know, I love you, but I hate your guts. Seems you don't give a fuck about us. Like that's one of the first lines of the whole record, you know, vocally. I mean damn dude that's an, that's an incredible line to just you know to start it out it really sets the tone for the record which Thanks. i thought was which i thought was pretty neat because <clears throat> you know it, it kind of it, it it showed the different side of it right off the bat and and to me exactly where you wanted to go with it i mean <clears throat> really really neat stuff i i loved a lot of the songs on the record um 
one of my favorite was um, I Can't Have You. Uh, really like nice kind of slow start. Uh, but to me, it had one of the best vocal performances on, on the record. I really, really, really enjoyed that one. Thanks. Uh, and one thing I noticed as well about a lot of the songs, you know, a lot of the songs, they kind of build into these like big, beautiful, full sounding tracks, you know, full of synths and harmonies. It's just really, really, really nice and, and tasteful, really, really nice music. I got to say, um, did you have any co-writers on with you with any, any of this stuff? Or I know you mentioned you had some people working with you in the studio. Can you talk about some of those people who kind of helped you do this record? Yeah, I I wrote all of it myself, like from the bare bones kind mm -hmm. of writing. Um, but the first thing we did, of course, was drums. So we got Dan George to do drums. And, you know, he I've always worked with up to that point. I had always worked with just the logic automatic drummer. And I always thought, Kyle. like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Kyle. And I was like, Kyle's great. Kyle does a great job every time. I never have to worry about it. But then I finally got real drum sounds on my music for the first time and i was like oh my god i don't know how i ever managed without this and you know he he brought a lot to the project not only with you know the the literal just the sounds of the real drums but you know sometimes he'd go we should cut out here or we should we should you know change this little ending bit and you know me being a producer who's like super protective over my songs and I was like mm, can we just record it my way first so we can just like have it in case but I always went with with what he said to do so yeah. he's super yeah he's super creative he's he's really great to work with um and then who else did we get we got Nick Earl to do some guitar stuff so that's also really great he recorded that all remotely I wasn't there um and then he just sent me the tracks and they were totally different from what I was, from what I had in the demos and what I was expecting. So I kind of, I freaked out for a second, of course, <laughs> but then I settled in and I realized it was way better than what I had. <laughs> so that was good. And we got uh, Kirsten Rodden Clark to do some backing vocals on a couple of the tunes. You have a Quote and, the Raven shirt on right now, actually. I do actually have a Quote the Raven shirt on. I love Quote the Raven. Uh, and then I had I had Andrew Rogers from Fairgale do some backing vocals as well, um, and they're really great. It's always really nice to have backing vocals that aren't me. It just gives it such a nice like warm tone, and they're they're so great to work with. And yeah, it was just everybody brought so much of the project. And 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 you know, not to mention that yeah, I, I know exactly the feeling. It's it sounds so different, obviously, and, and adds such a different element when somebody else sings harmonies for you. I mean, especially when you have like Kirsten and Andrew, like these, they're powerhouses. Like it's incredible. Like, I mean, I'm, I've done some gigs with, with Andrew over the years and I'm just like, you sing this one, man, I'm good. Like I ain't getting there, you know, he, they're <laughs> really, and they're just great people too. So, I mean, I, I've always found it. It's been nice to, to, uh, I, I think we're kind of similar in the way that I'm, I'm super protective over my songs and I always have this idea about how they should sound and, I'm pretty stuck in my ways like that. Like I'm like, Oh no. Okay. This needs to sound like this. And then somebody brings something else to it. And I, I found that over the years of just working with different musicians that they bring different elements. And, and a lot of times, mo most times, actually it's, it's for the better, you know what I mean? Especially if you're working with the, with the right people. Um, 
you mentioned, uh, you know, Nick and Dan, and I know you're a part of the, the Reckless Hearts. Um, I know you guys just had released a record. Uh, you know, what's kind of happening with that? And, and can you talk about that record as well? And, and I know you had some touring plans and stuff. So, you know, what's kind of what's kind of been happening with that? Yeah, we we last year, like pre-COVID, we poured our hearts into that record and we worked super, super hard on it. We spent so much time and it was perfect. And the release happened on April 24th. And as you know, COVID shut everything down in the beginning of March. So we didn't even get to do a release show. And we had, you know, I had planned to, you know, not work over the summer so I could go on tour. And we we had, you know, we had lots of stuff booked and it all just didn't happen. So, you know, we all had to kind of figure out what we were going to do. So I did my solo stuff. Nick's gigging like 25 times a week. <laughs> yeah. <literally. laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dan's, you know, working as a drummer with a few, few different people. So, you know, we kind of had to improvise there, but we're, we're hoping to get back on the go soon. And, uh, are you involved in any like the songwriting process with with uh, with Reckless Hearts, or is that mostly Nick and you're kind of just uh, the bass player and side musician? Yeah, I'm just I'm just the bass player. I show up, I play the bass, and <laughs> it's a good time. <laughs> no, that that's awesome, and and um, I I know you you do a little bit of side work. Is that something you like doing? You like being a side musician? Is what's the differences between you know kind of doing that as, as you know as opposed to your solo stuff? Yeah, I'm. It's totally different. I find, you know, I've also, to be honest, I find it so much easier pushing work that doesn't have my face attached to it. Um, just being on social media and be like, look at Nick, look at Nick. I'm like, kind, I'm kind of associated, but like, look at Nick instead of being like, hi, I have an album out. I worked really hard on it. You know, it's, <laughs> it's totally different. And it's nice to kind of take a step back sometimes on some of the projects I work on, but you yeah. know. I still love my solo stuff. It's just nice to be able to do both. Yeah, of course. I mean, it definitely just, you know, kind of gives a different creative outlet. I mean, you don't feel as, as pressured. You know, I've, I've kind of done that in the past myself. You don't, like you say, you don't feel like it's your face. You don't feel as pressured and you can kind of just relax. And I mean, I hate to say it, but probably enjoy the gig maybe a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. You don't feel so pressured, you know. Um, I know you're currently enrolled in uh, Memorial University. Um, you are uh, currently enrolled in Memorial University's conjoint Bachelor of Music and Bachelor of Business Administration program with a focus on double bass. Um, that seems pretty unique to me. I mean, what what, what was the thought press process going into that? Have you, you've always been playing bass. I know you're a guitar player and a songwriter. And, but what was the idea behind going in and, and doing bass? Yeah, I... I just I I wanted to go to university. It was, it's always been pretty important to me to get some sort of post-secondary education. And uh, you know, I love doing music. It was always just kind of a question of not whether I was going to music school, but what I was gonna play in music school. Um, and I figured at Mun, you know, the the Mun program is like super, super classical. And I'm like not a classical singer at all. I would probably fail out of that voice program so fast. Um, but I started playing bass in the Reckless Hearts and I was playing bass in my high school jazz band. Um, and I just, I really, really loved it. And I decided to, you know, learn to play classical double bass. Cause that's, it's, it's very much not the same, but it's like a little bit the same. It's, it's a bit transferable. So. The tuning is the same. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
how, how far are you into the program right now? And how, how's it been going? Has it been, have you been off because of COVID or like, how's that been working out? I mean, it's gotta be interesting to do a music program like from home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just finished my second year. Uh, so this entire year we have been completely online. I've been doing all of my classes from, from my basement. Actually, that's a lot. We were in the building for roughly like three weeks at the beginning of this semester. And then we had another outbreak. So we had to shut down again. Um, but yeah, you know, all of my profs have been like super understanding and it's been great. Cause you know, every, everybody was having a hard time and it was, you know, I need an extension because I can't get out of bed today. And everybody was like, I understand, you know, so that's, that's been good, but you know, it's, it's definitely different learning online than it is in person, even in lessons, because, you know, my mic, no matter how good of a mic I have, it's never going to pick up all the nuances of the sound. So that's been an issue for everyone, but you know, we're working through it, hoping to be back in the fall. Yeah, that definitely makes it challenging. I mean, it's not just kind of like remote learning where you're, I don't know, learning history. I mean, you really, it's, it sounds, which is, is, is a difficult thing to, you know, transpire through to, to class or to your, your profs or, you know, um, that's definitely challenging. I mean, what was the idea behind the, um, the, the, uh, the business administration side of it? Was it just, you just wanted to learn and be focused more on business as well, kind of with the, with the music? Mm -hmm. Well, it was a brand new program. Like I'm mm -hmm. the first, I'm the first class to go through it. So, um, I just said, why not? It's probably nice because, you know, let's be real music degree, not super useful in a lot of different areas, unless I want to be like a, an orchestral musician or something like that, which is just not really super my career path. But if I get a business degree, I can use that for so many other things. And in the conjoint, I get to do the business stuff and I can still play music at the same time. And business has also been very helpful for the business side of being a musician, which has been good. And I'm glad you, I've done it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's brilliant. Honestly, it's, it's very, very smart. Um, how have you, how have you found that, you know, the, the business side of music, like, I mean, you grew up, you know, you, you're a songwriter, you've put out a couple of records, obviously you must be starting to see the different elements of, of the music industry in regards to business, in regards to money touring, like, uh, has that been a, a learning curve for you? For sure. On Neck Deep, I, <laughs> I put out the record and that was it. I didn't do any marketing. I didn't try to book any shows. I was just like, people will come to me. And then they didn't. And I was like, well, I guess that didn't work. So, you know, on Reclamation, I've, uh, I signed with Citadel House. They've been super, super helpful. You know, they're able to, you know, not only guide me in the right direction to the people that I need to network with and make connections with, but also they're really helpful in getting the funding that I need to do all of those things. So that's been good. Um, you know, it's, it's still difficult and it's still something that I don't fully understand, but you know, I'm, I'm better than 15 year old me who thought I could just put out an album and have people magically listen to it. Yeah. And I think, I think it all comes down to, uh, you know, with every new project or, you know, with every new song, you're always trying to make yourself better. And I think any, anything that you can learn, you know, throughout 
the years and, and especially with the business side of it, you can pick up and, you know, it's obviously nice, you know, with the Citadel house, you know, that the help that they've, they've provided and, and just, you know, just pointing you in the right direction, maybe not telling you what to do, but just, just some little guidance and stuff. Um, one thing I did want to ask you about Claire was um, the funding. I noticed that uh, reclamation was, was factor funded. Am I right in saying that? It is. Yeah. Yeah. So how was that? Can you kind of explain factor funding to maybe people who are listening at home who probably don't understand what that is and, and how it helped you, put out that record? Yeah, so factor funding, it's government funding. You generally have to apply for it. Um, and I think I've, I'm not super clear on how it works, to be completely honest. But you know, you apply for it, and then hopefully they can give you a pot of money. Uh, I think I think how it works is that they normally give 50% um, of your budget, but this year they got some sort of raise and were able to provide 75% of the budget, which is really quite fantastic um but what happened for me is that um citadel house has um, a certain status with factor so factor gives them money and then they can allocate it to all of their artists mm -hmm. however they see fit yeah no that's pretty neat and, and what a help to have especially i mean in the year we're having where nobody's really kind of working nobody's gigging i mean it's just kind of the wells ran dry so i mean that's got to be a huge help um i noticed you were also you've been nominated for five music and l awards um throughout your career uh you won one and you were also nominated as a 20 or no and so you you were um the 2018 east coast music awards breakout artist of the year I, I was in the breakout program. I wasn't quite that cool yet, but. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, sorry, I, sorry. Yeah, I must no, have that's read okay. that um, Can you talk about a little bit about, you know, like what Music NL and and like ECMAs and, and stuff like that, like kind of means to a young person in their in their early on career and, you know, especially with the last record. And I know you did a Music NL showcase as well. I think you had Nick and Dan and Andrew uh, perform with you. You know, I know it was virtual and stuff, but you know, what kind of that experience is like for like a young musician? I think Music NL does really, really, really important work for the industry and ECMA as well. Um, you know, in terms of funding, in terms of networking, in terms of the opportunities, you know, especially this year, they've done as much as they can to provide everything to their members for either free or really, really cheap. Um, that's been, you know, there's such a help. I know if I email them at any any day they will get back to me and have some sort of answer even if it's a we don't know yet but you know then they'll let me know as soon as they know they're they're super on top of stuff and it's i think as a young artist it's really important to get involved with that especially because of the directory you know you can go to a music animal event and meet pretty much every musician in the province which is really important especially when you're young and starting out yeah, no, absolutely. You nailed it. And, and, you know, they've been a great help to myself over the years. I mean, realistically, the reason I started this podcast is because of the help that Music and L gave me. I mean, they gave me a grant early on and in, in, during COVID, and I, I pretty much used it all towards acquiring enough stuff to put this podcast together. So, yeah, big shout out to Music and L, no doubt. Um, what's the plans for the future, Claire? What's what's going to happen? What, do you have any idea? Or I know it's hard to kind of prepare and, and plan, but have you got any plans? I know you you probably want to get out and 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 push in a bit, I guess. Yeah, I've got a couple couple gigs that I'm lining up and trying to line up over the next over the next few months for my solo stuff, and I'm 
side musician for a couple people. I'm uh, trying to get some work as a producer as well. If anyone listening is looking for a producer, please let me know. I would love to produce your music. Um, yeah, just kind of trying to figure stuff out, you know, trying to be a solo musician in a time that's very weird. And I don't know if I can still be a solo musician in like two weeks time. It can all turn around so fast. So, you know, we're just kind of rolling with it right now. I hear you. I hear you. Um, another one, one thing I wanted to ask you as well, you mentioned the, you know, producing, is that something that you really want to get involved with? Like, I mean, I've started to produce a little bit of my own stuff. It's something I really enjoy. And, and I, I would love, you know, people giving me tracks and trying to kind of arrange them a bit and stuff like that. Is that something you really enjoy doing? If somebody was to give you their own music? Yeah, I love producing. It's definitely one of my favorite things in the whole world to do. Uh, I just finished producing a record for Rosemary Lawton that's coming out uh, May 30th, I believe. Um, so that that was really great. I, I love working with artists and kind of trying to collaborate and get inside their brain and then kind of get the ideas that are in their brain out into my my computer and then into their ears. Um, <laughs> It's it's really fun and just working with different genres and stuff. Love it. Yeah, I mean, I guess that would be a little bit of a different genre for you, Rosemary, because obviously Rosemary is she's a fiddle player and, and, and she's a songwriter as well. But is that a different was that a different feel for you to kind of tackle the project like that? Definitely. I mean, she was she was trying to go in a little bit more of a pop direction than her mm -hmm. than her previous stuff. Um, and I guess she figured I would probably be a good choice for that if she wants to go like a little bit pop, but like not really, because that's kind of what I do. Um, so yeah, I kind of took my own style and combined it with her style and we've meshed it together and we've created a, a mesh, I guess, <laughs> of styles. But yeah, no, it's really fun. I really like working on it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm I'm looking forward to checking that out. Uh, that'll be uh, that'll be um that'll be a little bit fun to to listen to for sure. Uh, Claire, anybody who's listening at home, how can they find you? Where can they find you? Uh, oh, one thing I wanted to say to you too. I was looking at your. You have five hundred thousand streams on this love. I do. Yeah. <laughs> that is insane. Like, I mean, congratulations. A. Thank I mean, you. That's super, super incredible. Like, how did that come about? Without, was there? Did you have any? press on that did you put out a was there a video was it in something or i mean not to say that it's it's an, it's a beautiful song do not get me wrong i listened to it a couple times a day but it seems like five hundred thousand just out of nowhere was in, is incredible yeah no that that doesn't happen with with no help uh, we we ran some playlist promotion because we had money in the budget to tour and then we're like well we can't really tour so let's allocate it somewhere else uh so we did lots of playlist promotion um, it got on a couple playlists, like super random playlists, like High School Musical soundtrack. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why it's on that, but it has like 30,000 streams from it. So like, I'm not complaining. That's totally fine. Um, so yeah, it's just been getting on some playlists. People have been saving it and it's all over the world, which is really, really cool. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. While, while we're on that topic, uh, there was something I asked Nick as well. Like, how do you feel about streaming services like people like how am i going to put this sort let me just ask you how do you feel about streaming services what what do you think they like what how are the how are they for you i mean what what do you is it beneficial is it is it negative or i mean uh, 
I use Apple Music because it's super convenient and I'm not trying to tell anybody that they shouldn't use their streaming platforms because I totally understand. It saves so much money, so much time. You can access anything from anywhere in the whole world. Um, it's, it's a really great way to get to find new music and if you're an artist to get your music found. However, I would also like to get paid money sometimes. <laughs> so, you know, I, I understand. I also use it, but you know, also nobody buys CDs now. So yeah, it's like a weird, like, it's a, it's a what really am I weird, supposed to do? <laughs> I know it's such a weird place in the putting out music world because it's such like, you know, like when I put out my first record, I've told this a bunch of times on this podcast, but when I first put out my first record, um, it was before Spotify, before Apple Music, but I mean, iTunes was present and people, I mean, and people still use CDs. I mean, which was not as much, but like cars still had CD players. I mean, you buy a new vehicle now, it doesn't have a CD player in it. But like at that time, people still had car, uh, CD players in their vehicles. And it was really great because I was, you know, selling CDs, but a lot of people were also buying the record for 10 bucks on iTunes. So, I mean, you were getting cut checks pretty frequently. And then, you know, the streaming services came along and and you nailed it it's super convenient on on both both sides of it i think it's super convenient because um you know as a listener like you say i can i listen to both your albums today I, I you know i listened to both your albums it was easy to find i typed in your name boom i found them um you never made much money off me today listening to your albums is the problem you know what i mean yeah that's and that's what makes it tough but you know as as a as a performer and as an artist as a songwriter you nailed it again because, well, look at this love. I mean, you got it curated on some playlists and boom, you have 500,000 views on that. So, you know, I think it, it the mentality of it is great. I just, I, I'm in the same boat as you and I, and I wish that, you know, the payouts were a little bit higher. I mean, if just to, you know, kind of let people, especially in this kind of time, I like guess it's, it's been tough. I was with COVID and, uh, you know, with, with, without the nature of that, I mean, so it would have been nice to definitely, um you know make a few extra shillings i think off off per play um claire anybody who's uh who's at home and wants to check out your records or, or check you out or want to book you to produce their uh their record how are they going to find you you can find me on instagram and twitter i'm at claire follett my name has no i c-l-a-r-e and then follett has two l's and two t's everybody spells it wrong so just i always like to clarify uh, <laughs> clarify aha uh -huh, because everyone also <laughs> makes that joke um my facebook is facebook.com slash clarefollett music uh my website is clarefollettmusic.com i also have a merch store on there i've got shirts hoodies hats masks cds vinyl, yeah, i want to get a shirt stuff. off you if that's okay i'm gonna buy oh, a shirt off definitely you. Yeah, that'd be great I that'd like, be I, awesome I, thank I checked you checked out your merch today it looks great thanks yeah thanks claire uh, i really yeah. appreciate you taking the time i know i got you a little on a little short notice today but uh you're grateful enough good. to to jump on and, and and take some time for me so thank you so much and i uh, look forward to chatting with you soon good luck with yeah. everything thanks for having me thanks all right we'll chat soon yeah bye Big thanks to Claire for coming on there. Uh, so great to see the insight and, and hear what, what, you know, what these younger musicians have to, to say about the streaming world. And, and I thought that was very interesting. Really, really neat talking about, um, you know, Claire, how she has to do a bunch of 
uh, online learning for her program and, and how interesting that must be as, as you know, doing a music degree basically from home. I mean, that's got to be a very interesting way to go about that. I thought that was really, really neat. And uh, I can't honestly recommend you checking out her music anymore. Uh, very, very, like, um, new approach to, to music. I mean, you hear a lot of things in Newfoundland. You hear a lot of the folk music and you hear a lot of... Um, you know, obviously rock music and, and, and there's pop music, don't get me wrong, but to hear uh, a young female voice like that really, really, you know, kind of pour her heart out uh, and 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 uh, write those songs is just absolutely incredible. I mean, she plays with some of the most talented people in the city, so it goes without being said that she is also phenomenal. So, yeah, you know, big thanks to, to Claire Follett for coming on and, and, and taking the time to have a chat with me. I, I got to say I really enjoyed that one. Um, other than that, guys, not much going on in, in my world. Um, gonna take it easy this week. I'm gonna hit the hit the links here on Thursday, hitting out to the wilds. I'm not sure if you've been out golfing at all. Um, courses are in pretty good shape right now. It's a pretty good time to get out. It's not super expensive, and it's just a great way to get out, uh, enjoy some fresh air, and you know, obviously. Golf being the most socially distanced thing you could possibly do. So really looking forward to getting out this week. Uh, that about does it for me, guys. Um, please, if you are you know interested in, in, in following along here on my podcast, um, like and subscribe on YouTube or Spotify. You know, you can find me always on social media at Dave Witty. Um, if you want to shoot me an email, feel free to let me know what you're thinking of the podcast. I always love having a chat with, with people. Uh, you can find me info at DaveWitty.com. Um, if anybody wants to pick up to, uh, these podcasts for streaming the radio, by all means, feel free to shoot me a, a message. I was chatting with a couple guys earlier on in these podcasts and I couldn't quite track down the email. So I, if you want to reach, reach out and hit me up again and, and, uh, you know, put these on the, on the, on the radio, I mean, that'd be awesome. Um, and if you want to sponsor me too, also looking for that, uh, you guys know the, you guys know the routine it, it kind of is what it is, but you know, uh, having a lot of fun again. So. Uh, thanks again for everybody, guys, who, who's, who's been tuning in. Um, I really enjoy my few hours putting these together every week. And, um, you know, I'll be back again next week with who knows. Could be a food review. Could be a music review. You never know what's going to happen here on the Dave Woody Show. Uh, so with that being said, guys, from downtown St. John's, Newfoundland, my name is Dave Woody. Peace. <laughs>